It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Hello there and welcome to the Nutrition Diva Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagle, and today I have a question from Karen about calcium supplementation. Now I have to tell you, I always love the opportunity to settle a marital squabble. You can think of me as the Judge John Hodgman of nutrition. So the opening of Karen's email hooked me right away. My husband, she wrote, is always hounding me to take my calcium supplement with a food source of vitamin C. This is not always possible, especially since I follow my doctor's recommendation to take calcium and magnesium supplements separately. My calcium supplement already contains vitamin C, so is taking it with additional C really necessary? Before I render my ruling in this case, let's take a quick sidebar to address a couple of issues that Karen's question introduces. To tell you the truth, I was a little confused by the doctor's recommendation to take magnesium and calcium separately. Calcium and magnesium are both important for bone health, and foods that are high in one are often high in the other as well. This does not appear to be a problem in terms of absorption or metabolism. In fact, consuming them together may actually provide some benefit. These two minerals are often combined into a single product, affectionately referred to as a CalMag supplement. But of course, nutritional supplements often provide nutrients in amounts far, far beyond what you'd get from foods. And high doses of a single nutrient can create imbalances or other issues such as inhibited absorption that would be very unlikely to occur if you were getting your nutrients from food sources. And you know what? Calcium oversupplementation is a real problem, in my opinion. Middle-aged women have been terrorized by the calcium industrial complex into taking huge doses of supplemental calcium with or without magnesium in an effort to fend off osteoporosis. It's not that osteoporosis is not a real threat. The problem is that most women don't really start to take this threat seriously until they get into their 40s and 50s, and that's 20 to 30 years after their prime bone-building years have passed. And so in an effort to make up for that lost time, they start taking fistfuls of calcium every day. Not only is this not a very effective bone-building strategy, but high doses of calcium in midlife can lead to calcium buildup in the arteries, which, trust me, aside from your kidneys, is the last place you want extra calcium to be hanging out. Calcium is not the only nutrient involved in maintaining bone health. And calcium-containing foods, which include dairy products, cruciferous vegetables, fish, and tofu, conveniently provide many of those other important nutrients as well. If you're worried about bone health, my best advice is to get as much calcium as you can from your diet and supplement only as much as you need to close the gap between what your diet provides and the recommended intake. And for most women, this is likely to be 500 milligrams or less a day. But back to the issue at hand. I have no idea 
what dose of calcium and magnesium Karen's doctor has recommended for her, or what issues the doctor is trying to address with that supplementation. So I'm really not in a position to have an opinion on whether it makes sense to take them separately. Hopefully, Karen has a good enough relationship with her doctor that she feels like she could ask for clarification or even research to support the recommendations that the doctor is making. Now, I feel no such compunction about wading into the marital dispute over calcium and vitamin C. What exactly is the advantage of taking calcium with vitamin C? And the truth is, I'm not at all sure. I poked around a little to see if there was good research on vitamin C enhancing calcium absorption that maybe I missed. I couldn't find any. In fact, the one study I found which did address this question directly found that vitamin C had no effect on calcium absorption one way or the other. Perhaps there's some other rationale behind the husband's hounding, which I'm sure is totally well-meaning. For example, I noticed that he seems unsatisfied by the fact that Karen's calcium supplement already contains vitamin C, and he specifically wants her to be taking her calcium pill with a food source of vitamin C. But for me, most conversations of this sort eventually come down to this. The ways in which individual nutrients interact are so numerous and so complex that it's virtually impossible to even document them all, much less micromanage them, which certainly doesn't keep us from trying. You'll find no shortage of articles online warning about the dangers of combining or failing to combine certain nutrients in the same meal or the same dose of supplements. And some of this advice even has research to back it up. Studies demonstrating that one nutrient inhibits or enhances the absorption of another, at least in carefully controlled conditions that are rarely replicated in real life. But if you zoom out just a little, you quickly see that our understanding of the ways in which nutrients and foods interact with each other and with the incredibly complex unique and ever-shifting system that is our body is partial at best, which is why I don't spend a lot of time worrying about trying to precisely time or combine specific nutrients or foods. Barring some sort of specific condition that might increase your requirement or affect your ability to absorb nutrients, if you're eating a reasonably varied and nutritious diet, your body will usually work it out. In fact, attempts to micromanage our micronutrients often backfire. For example, some have sounded the alarm that phytates, these are naturally occurring compounds found in beans and whole grains, block the absorption of calcium from foods. And as a result, many are now worried that eating healthy foods that happen to be high in phytic acid will weaken their bones. But people who eat lots of beans and grains do not have a higher risk of osteoporosis. In fact, women who have the most phytates circulating through their bodies actually have less bone loss and fewer fractures over time. So far from increasing your risk, a phytate-rich diet might actually help protect against osteoporosis. How is this possible? Well, for one thing, it appears that when your diet is high in phytates, your body adjusts by decreasing the amount of calcium that is excreted in your urine. In other words, your body conserves calcium to make up for the reduced absorption from foods. 
Listen, a healthy diet, one that contains a variety of nutritious whole foods, is going to be chock full of nutritional factors that compete with, enhance, and inhibit one another. Trying to control for all of this would be a full-time job, and a largely futile one at that. Fortunately, your body has ways of working these things out on its own. Oh, but I almost forgot to issue my ruling on the matter at hand. Does Karen really need to consume her calcium supplement with additional vitamin C-containing foods? I'm sorry, hubs, but I'm siding with Karen on this one, mostly on the grounds that grown adults with access to advice from actual medical professionals, not to mention access to the Judge John Hodgman of Nutrition, should get to decide what they eat and when without heckling even of the well-intentioned variety from the other adults that they live with. You can send your nutrition squabbles to me at nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com or leave me a voicemail at 443-961-6206. I'd also like to invite you to check out my other podcast. It's called The Change Academy, where Brock Armstrong and I squabble about the art and science of behavior change. You can find it on all the major podcast platforms, So whatever app you're using right now to listen to me, just head to the search bar and type in Change Academy. Nutrition Diva is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Nathan Sems with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Brendan Pika. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week.